Good morning, good evening, wherever it may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. Today's podcast is number 469. Today is Wednesday, March 13th, and my name is Eric Nelson. And with me today, I have my alternate co-host, Corey Romero. Corey, how are you doing today? Hey, Eric. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, finally stopped raining here in California, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, yeah. I, I I I am sorry to say that uh, John uh, John White's not going to be with us today, but at least we have have you uh, have you managed to get out and take a look at the bay today? You know I have, and uh, it's uh, brownish green as usual, more brown than green, with a slight bit of uh, stench. <laughs> on the east side. <laughs> a little bit of stench today. That's awesome. Today we're going to talk about uh, the vExpert application process. Uh, the vExpert uh, applications were done in 2019 and voted by uh, on the vExpert pros. And so we have uh, um, Matt uh, Matt Lowengath, I guess we'll get his name right, um, on the show today. He is a VExpert Pro. He's also Manager of Information Systems, so he's a great community member. We got him on the show, as well as yourself, Corey, to talk about the 2019 uh, application process, the voting process, and we talk a little bit about what made good apps, apps, and so forth. So we're going to spend the show talking about uh, the VExpert 2019 process. But before we do that, maybe we should just give a big congratulations to all the New 2019 V experts. How did it go, Corey? You know, it went it went great. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody on the podcast. You know, uh, we had some really great applications. Uh, thanks for everybody filling out your application. Thanks for uh, you know being part of the V expert program. Uh, really appreciate it. We see um, this time of the year we just see a flood of emails with people just saying thank you and appreciative of the program and what we do and uh, you know we don't really get to say thank you to them very much just because we're so busy in email um, so I just wanted to say thank you to the experts uh, personally for me uh, we really appreciate everything you guys do yeah yeah it's, it's great I was in on the app and uh, took a look at the list got a, a large number I think 1700 some the experts this year um, we, we Definitely didn't have to kick too many people out, but uh, we did. We did do. We did have a lot of denies. I know that we got a lot of emails from people that uh, that, that they were denied, and they were wondering why they were denied. And so I thought that right. that would be a fun fun topic for today to talk a little bit about uh, what the application looks like, the process, and and tightening. I would call tightening up of the program. Right. I mean, a little bit of the uh, as we have the pros getting in and actually having time to, to look at applications, I would say the program got a little bit tighter this year. And yes, maybe had absolutely. a few, few more declines than, than normal, which which is good. So excited about that. Um, what else is new? I know you had one announcement with regards to uh, functionality on the site. So maybe you should touch base on that and then we'll get to Matt. Oh, yeah, well, uh, functionality on the site. Are you referring to licenses? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we released uh, licenses uh, yesterday for vExperts. I know we, we are getting towards the end of uh, the licenses expiring. Um, so that was the first thing I wanted to get done. Uh, we put out licenses for vCenter Server 6, a uh, bunch of stuff, vSAN, NSX, vRealize Suite, uh, v, you know, vSphere Enterprise Plus, Workstation Fusion. So, uh, and, and we're adding a few more. These are the core ones that we wanted to get out right away, uh, just because they had uh, license keys expiring. Um, but yeah, and we we put out uh, about 15 different um, keys per V expert for about uh, for about 15 different um, software pieces of software that we have. That we gave them. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, excellent. So that uh, that gets done. I know that a couple other news announcements we've got going on. We are going to be at uh, the VMUG in Toronto. So VMUG in Toronto next week, I think it's Tuesday. So if you're in the Northeast and you want to come up and say hello, I think you can get up there. It's a pretty cheap flight. Um, or look for your user con in your area. I know we're kind of going to be at the Wisconsin user con and I think two other user cons as well. Uh, we're bringing the code booth set up. So we're showing up with Raspberry Pis 
We got little OLED sensors. So we're going to be doing uh, OLED programming. And uh, I think I have 120 OLED sensors that I bought that you can get on Amazon for six or eight dollars. I'm going to bring them all and give them away. So we'll have labs running all day. We have a room for VMware code. I got the VMware code banner and we're going to show up, give away sensors. I also got a bunch of Raspberry Pi sensors, you know, the, the uh, barometric pressure sensor as, as well as a handful of other ones. So I think I'm bringing 300 other sensors there. So if we run out of the displays, we'll absolutely, we'll have some for the lab machines, but we'll give away all the display ones and then we'll give away extra ones as well. So if you're in Toronto or you're going to be around Wisconsin, I think it's in Madison. No, it's not Madison, it's Milwaukee, uh, the user con there. And I think there's two other user cons we're going to be at. Um, and then maybe the Vancouver one. So we're scheduling those up and we will be there uh, just kind of having fun at the UserCon to kind of do things uh, that are not just presentation but get some hands-on space and introduce everybody to code, what VMware code is about, DevOps, Kubernetes, uh, a lot of the other things. So we'll talk a little bit about that while we're up there. But really we're just there to have some fun and uh, write some code. It's all written in Python. So if you're not a coder, you know, you can because Python has got to be the easiest language ever. And uh, a lot of fun to you know, make your sensors do things. And with uh, Raspberry Pis, uh, there you can do a lot of home kind of do-it-yourself fun, cool projects. So take you through some of that, some of the cool ones we've seen out there, and uh, should have a lot of fun. So if you're in the Northeast Corridor and you want to come by Toronto and say hello, I believe it's Tuesday. Registration is on uh, vmug.com. Go to vmug.com and register, and we'll see you there. We also will be in Atlanta, if you're a partner, uh, we'll be in Atlanta doing the same type of stuff in Atlanta. And I, Corey, I think you're going to be in Atlanta with us for the Empower Conference. So yes. If you're a partner. Yes, I will. People, yeah, people can come say hello. We're going to be there for a few days, right? And uh, actually, I think John, Josh Millenthal is, on my team is out of Atlanta, so he'll come by as well. So if you happen to be going to Empower, or you're a partner and want to register for Empower, you can go out and do that. Uh, we will be down there. We will have a code uh, booth there, and we'll be doing the same type of sessions. We're building a Kubernetes session as well. We might have that one ready to go. So should be fun. This year is the year for Eric and Corey and the team to be out and about uh, engaging with people, focusing on the quality of the programs, just not the quantity. So I think I'm out on the road um, probably 10 or 15 times throughout the year building out my calendar now. So be all over the place. So hopefully I'll get to see you before VMworld. Um, and with that, I don't have any other announcements. So let's get to Matt. So Matt, first off, thanks for coming and joining us on the show. You're a VXpert Pro. Um, you're also a manager of IT information systems. What's your company? Where do you work uh, today? And uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, your journey in the, the IT world as a career, and then we'll get into the VXPert topics. Well, Eric, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, my background And how do IT, you say your last name? By it is Langeth, so sir. Langeth. Langeth. Great, great. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so continue on. Who are you and what, what do you do? All right. Current role is manager of information systems for a global retailer and manufacturer of automotive accessories. Uh, we're based in central Pennsylvania uh, near Penn State University. Um, prior to that, I have held, held several roles in retail, uh, healthcare, and um, local government within the IT space. Nice. Nice, nice. And, uh, and, and now, how long have you been a V-Expert? I know you're a V-Expert pro, but maybe you should tell us a little bit about your history as an evangelist. Uh, how long have you been doing the kind of evangelist work, and how did you get into it? So evangelist work with VMware itself back, dates back to at least 2006, where I start, had originally started to use the software. And to use a cheesy marketing phrase, uh, came for the software, uh, stayed for the community, if you will. Um, originally involved nice. with the uh, Western Pennsylvania VMware Users Group, which is now um, Pittsburgh uh, VMware Users Group, and had stuck with that. And within the last uh, year and a half, um, have moved on to leadership within the Central Pennsylvania chapter, and leadership there with those uh, or that particular group. Nice. Uh, this will nice. be my uh, second year as as a V expert. 
Great, great. So most of your work then is in with with, with VMUGs and VMUG leadership in general. Um, are you out on Twitter? And if so, what's your what's your Twitter handle? That I am, sir. Uh, my Twitter handle is at gsxesx. That's a great one. I like that. Nice. That that tells that tells me that you've been with us since 2006 for sure. Very few people <laughs> have have gsx in their in their in their titles or in their Twitter handles. So that's that's awesome. Yep. That's it's awesome. part of the history of the company. I I I thought about that one for a little bit before I went out and, and registered a handle. Yeah, it was uh, it was my first experience. The first thing that I got from VMware when I worked at Sun was Sun Microsystems was GSX, right? And I got GSX and played with it. So that's how I found. Yep, it was there. So okay, so we know where you where you live and uh, what you do in the community. So that's awesome. Um, now, uh, when uh, we, we we introduced the VExpert Pro. Um, the VExpert Pro program, I think, a year and a half ago with Val, and uh, and so you are uh, in the VExpert Pro community, right? You are a VExpert Pro. Do I have that right? That is correct, sir. I'm one of four for the U.S. and I believe one of six for North America currently. Yeah, great, great. And and Corey, you know, why don't you take us through before we get into what the VExpert Pro role is? So. Um, what what was the goal of the expert pros in general? Uh, it, it sounds like a, you're a professional, like you're a the expert hyper professional. But Corey, why don't you take us through like what is the pro? Why did we create the pro program? Yeah, so we created the pro program to uh, to leverage the knowledge and the skills of of the V experts. Um, so we we did notice that some of the V experts really went above and beyond. Um, just just as the as as the community role and they really stood out we had people like ariel sanchez uh, people like yourself matt uh, who really stood out and did things way beyond to help uh, the other v experts and other potential v experts um, into the program and help you with the program so ariel sanchez uh, was the first one that we noticed was doing this and ariel was talking to other community members who were not v experts and kind of leading them into how to become a V expert. What kind of stuff do you need to do in the community? What kind of folk community focused activities can they specialize in, and, and you know, and, and share their information? And what that means is sharing their own story, sharing their own experiences, their failures, their successes, um, with you know, with their day with their day jobs. And so we created a program of V expert pros to kind of identify um, those leaders in the V expert community who are really standing out and helping others in the community become V-experts or even adding guidance um, as a V-expert to just do uh, a better job as far as shoot, uh, sharing information into the community. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the, yeah. I think, the main focus that we did for the V-expert pros. Right, right. Uh, to get kind of like uh, the, the, the home labbers of the world out there that are actually really amped up on what it means to be in the community and uh, allow them to help us out. So, so Matt, um, this year we definitely also use the VExpert Pros to help uh, process the application. So why don't you tell me before I just lead you too far, what was your experience, what were your kind of your major takeaways from uh, getting into the tool and seeing the back end and seeing what it's like to, uh, to vote and you know, process applications? What was your general experience? Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I do, Eric, and it really my, my initial impression was that um, I think that, that Corey, I don't think, I know that Corey and Val and years prior, it was eye-opening to see the amount of work that they needed to put into the process. Every single one of these applications is reviewed in detail. Um, they take quite a bit of time. It is not a, simply a yes or no. They need to be reviewed to uh, you know, a high degree of detail and verified with what those uh, co contributions to the community were within the application period. It's really amazing to see that the, um, what was accomplished with just two individuals. And then as we have transitioned uh, to the, the VExpert Pros helping with that process, uh, the, the higher level of scrutiny that we could uh, then take each application and give it some due diligence. Yeah, I mean that's what I what I what I experienced here, and I don't I don't think we absolutely made the expert pro program to actually 
you know, accomplish that goal of, of increasing the quality of their program. But this is one of the side effects of having enough VXpert pros is that by enabling the tool to allow you guys to come in and evaluate applications and do the voting, um, it, it, did, it did have that effect of allowing us to really drill down and take a look. And, and it's interesting um, what I've seen from people that have, were denied, because we get probably 20 or 30, maybe even 40, uh, you know, escalations on, hey, I was denied, could you reevaluate um, my app? And when you go down and look at it, there are some of these apps look really good. Uh, and I would have normally probably approved them going, okay, this looks pretty good. You know, they, they're all over the place doing these things. But then what I noticed is the pros actually looked at what they were doing at the events, what, what the articles actually had in them, and what were, were the quality of the contributions. Did they even talk about VMware, VMware in these presentations? You know, were there blog articles mentioning VMware? How many blog articles did they do with, uh, that, that talked about VMware? So uh, that was actually interesting. Did you experience that? Did you, what, what was your experience when you started seeing things that you were questioning, denying? Did you struggle with what it was like to have to deny somebody's app? Well, I think it's important to note that even that personal bias um, aside, not a, a single uh, VXpert Pro was responsible for an individual application. For any individual application, multiple persons uh, reviewed it. If there was a question, it was often passed on. Um, if there was something that was questionable or needed verified, there was a process in place that um, another pro could take that uh, and take a, a peek at it and make a comment, and if necessary, pass it up the chain. Um, I, I really like that, that peer review process that you know, not a single individual was responsible for approving an application or denying an application, and it allowed multiple points of view to take a look at an application and pass it along. Yeah, it is interesting the tool has a log uh, where when you're when you're reviewing an app and you you can review it and you don't even have to vote on it you can just go put a note in going like well I'm looking at this I'm looking at that and I want to go research these pieces of their app right and then that ends up in the history of the application and anybody can go in later and look at that history and look exactly who will review the app what their comments were and then what what steps did they take you know along that journey like did they did they approve it did they you know leave it alone or did they mark it as a flagged one it, it, it was it's actually interesting and on the escalations that's the first thing that i go look at and me and corey definitely you know get the get us escalations and we go look at the who reviewed it what were their comments what did they experience and then and then we try to drill down and see if there's other things a lot of things that I noticed on the on the denials is that um, you know I'll, I'll I'll say well tell us more you know give me a give me some more data because what I'm looking at the app it looks like the reviewers did a pretty good job right um, so a lot of times applications guys that do applications just don't spend enough time you know filling out applications or they don't think through will we be able to verify some of the activities that you did so that was interesting um, did you actually end up ever den uh, denying anyone yes sir I did uh, there was several that, that were denied um, yeah, mostly based on, on the idea that it, it was lacking detail um, right it, it, it's not simple enough to to just say well, I, I contributed here or I have this Twitter feed or here is my blog. Um, the, if I could say one thing about the application, it would be details, details, details. The more content that you can provide, or I should, should not say that the, the more content, the more documentation as to the content that you're putting out there as a V-expert, the better times, dates, forums, audience size, if that's available, the topic, uh, the URL to the video, the post, or the event, the more details, the better. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. That, that's, yeah. yeah Corey, uh, me and you have talked a little bit about maybe modifying the application to allow it to be open all year so that you actually build your app application throughout the year and maybe we even have a notice mechanism that says hey you haven't updated anything in your app 
in the last month and a half. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that when they, you know, six months slips by and they really haven't done anything, right? And, you know, we're all busy and we all have lots of things we do. And it, it doesn't take a lot of time to tweet or retweet or to, you know, write a blog article on something interesting. But sometimes we forget. And it, that helping the experts actually build their application throughout the year by using it as almost like a, a evangelism manager so that uh, that app form could actually be you're kind of like hey what did i and maybe we could even break it make static quarters sections in the app so that it could say q1 q2 q3 q4 so that you could look throughout the year and go oh i didn't do anything in q2 maybe i should go it's it's only got uh, a couple of weeks left maybe i need to go do something uh, just to remind you of what it means to do and i mean sometimes you don't as an evangelist need to be reminded but it is kind of nice to just have something that helps you remember some of the things that you did along the way and write them down so that if, at the end of the year, your app is actually built and you can just go hit the submit button. So that's an, another thing that we've talked about. Um, so Matt, you some did of not anybody, did you? Yeah, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Some of the best applications that were out there were almost in a spreadsheet format and in a date um, sequence, if you will, of here was the event or blog post or community presentation or, or user con that, that, that they happen to attend and maybe potentially present at in a chronological order and then links to those particular activities and the documentation behind that. Um, and then that integrated into their blog. So it was a very quick uh, overview of here is the, the total number of contributions, here's the topic, and here's the proof that, that this actually occurred. So th th I think, right. it, and if you look at that, it is, you know, I would say this out to, to existing V experts, that this would be a great time to take a simple spreadsheet and to build some columns in and to keep track of that through the year of, okay, I made a blog post or I presented it you know, at X, Y, and Z event. An update is that you do that. So when the next round of applications comes, you can come back and either transition that spreadsheet into as part of uh, your blog, or use that to to help document uh, your your application process for the next round. Yeah, absolutely, and it also just makes you a better evangelist because you just you just you know can have a plan. Um, you can actually put things in the spreadsheet ahead of time of the things you're thinking about doing. So it gives you kind of this a guide of the the you know spending time. I have my team members once a week sit down and 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 build a status report. Not because I really need to know their status because I work with them every day, but it's just it forces you to think because we have a section. What are you going to do next week? And it forces you to think what am I going to do next week, right? And I have to do it. What, who am I going to have on the podcast next week? And who am I going to have the week after that? So you can kind of start to plan out your, your activities. Because um, if you don't, it, it can get kind of harder to figure that out or it kind of haphazardly. And it makes you more effective evangelists. So I like that. Document activities, build a calendar. Um, Absolutely, and if you can check that, that spreadsheet throughout the year, and it would give you a little bit of a, a personal status board of, well, do I potentially need to blog a little bit about here, or is there a potential VMUG event that I, that I could attend and ask to potentially present at? Um, it, it's a self-check of, of how you're progressing throughout the year and how, you, how you're contributing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's that's a, a neat way about going about and doing it. Uh, Corey, I, I think uh, I have to ask you because we did put a sample app out. I mean, we Tony's on the call. We used Tony mm -hmm. Foster's app as kind of the sample app. Um, do you think that we saw a, a slightly higher quality app this year based on the fact that we gave people, you know, some samples? Yeah, I do. I, I do think we saw a higher quality of the application this year. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, we didn't see a major increase. We still saw, you know, some um, uh, some applications with lack of, you know, did, they weren't very detailed, but definitely uh, not as many as we saw in years prior. Um, right. I know one of the things that we've we've pushed really uh, hard in the announcements and in the Twitter you know, Twitter announcements and email is to just be really detailed in your application. Write it as as if I know nothing about you at all. 
Um, so that was one of the things that we really stressed this year, and uh, it definitely we we did see a a, a turn in the application uh, quality. Nice. For VMUG leaders, um, I, I will have to say this: that I was a little disappointed. Please, 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 um, for anyone that is in leadership or a steering committee, uh, please list what your local chapter is. Um, it's please, one thing yeah. to say that, hey, I, I'm a, a VMUG leader. It's another thing to make a, a VExpert Pro or Courier Val go and try to research which chapter you're a member of. So take the time and, and again, details. List which chapter you're associated with. There was an amazing amount of, uh, at least from my end, that I saw where I, a VMUG leader, but no chapter listed. Yeah, I did see quite a bit of that, and uh, some of the some of those things that we did, like you mentioned earlier, you multiple people touched the application. There were you know, a lot of applications that were denied or deferred based on the lack of detail of okay, you know, all it said is VMUG leadership, but didn't say the chapter, didn't even say if it was in the United States or where it was. Um, so we spent you know quite a bit of time googling the names, googling VMUG, figuring out what chapter it is, putting that in the notes, and then going back and referring that, and referring and uh, reviewing that application again. So yeah, yep, absolutely. I, I in fact that 100% more details for VMUG leadership for sure. And if you're a member of the steering committee, I think it's important to note that that's just. I mean, we do take the time to verify these details. We're going to re reach out to your local chapter leadership. Uh, check to make sure that you're active with that, with that group, um, and verify those details that are listed on your application. Yeah. So Matt, did you feel any pain? Did you feel any pain when you denied somebody? Um, no, because again, when I, I, I think we should be clear there, I may have, may, my opinion was to deny a particular applicant, but no one um, person uh, held that power. Any denials, I think, were were then peer reviewed, and we had an agreement that the the quality of information within the application was not uh, did not meet the standard for a V expert. Um, anything that I came across was, I think, uh, deservedly so that it did not maintain uh, the, the level of standard that we're trying to look for for to, to designate someone as a V expert within this program. All right. Um, I got to say that's why I'm a community member guy, a community guy at heart, because every single one that I ever hit deny on, I always feel a little tinge of pain, not because they don't deserve it, because I get it. You know, you look at some of these apps and they don't have anything there. You look at their Twitter feed, it's not there. But I always feel a little bit of pain of, oh, they're not going to get to be a V expert, right? That's the little bit of pain I feel. Just a tiny bit of like, oh, rats. You know, here's another one. I'm sure they went through the trouble of doing this app. They're hoping they would get to be a V expert, and uh, and then they're not going to be a V expert. And so I feel I feel a little bit of that, right? Like a little bit of failure that you know we really want everybody that wants to be an evangelist that you know to be a good evangelist. And there's some people that just aren't there yet, right? And so I feel that pain of knowing they're going to get the thin letter, not the fat letter. Like, I don't know if you have any children in college, but you can, when you apply to college, you get a fat letter, a thin letter. You get the fat package. It means they want you. You're in. So I did feel a little bit of that, um, but it, it's fine. So uh, back on the pro, uh, the pro, the pro program, um, in general, uh, we, we, we did consider maybe doing a uh, – maybe a apprentice program where we could assign some number of applicants that were going to not make it uh, to be kind of like put in, in a, with an apprentice badge that said, hey, you're, you're, you're close. We know you have a passion there. Um, here is a local VExpert Pro in your area. Go work with them. Set up a call with them and, uh, and learn how to be better so that you're, you're not in the uh, – in the apprentice mode any longer. Um, I'm just wondering, do you think that the, the Expert Pro program um, could be used to like, you know, help those that aren't really there yet? Absolutely. Um, I would say for the, the again, uh, the number of applicants that we had, the small majority that were um, uh, passed over, if, if there was a question of why there was a denial, or why that they might have not qualified to reach out to their local V Expert Pro, and that they would be more than willing to help them throughout, not just at the time of application, but throughout the year, 
to help to build up their, their CV and their portfolios that given the, the next round of applications, that we'd be sure to, to help onboard them. Uh, we're not looking to you know, um, be elitist with this program. We want to grow the number of V-experts that are out there. Um, and for those individuals that did not make it this round, I would encourage them to, to, to reach out. Um, and we're going to be open and welcome and inviting and to guide them as to the activities and things that they can do over the, the next coming months to build up their repertoire. Yeah. And uh, Corey, you know, we, we do have all the, all the point categories uh, that uh, we touch on every once in a while when we're, when we're hitting on this topic. And, you know, I don't have the spreadsheet up in front of me right now, but, um, you know, they, they, they include some harder things and some easier things. So I always look and go like, hey, you know, if you're just going and tweeting, you've got to kind of tweet some original content. I've seen apps that I've de de denied where somebody just went through and, uh, retweeted everybody and they've got like 300 retweets of everybody and not a single time did they actually tweet anything out that was their own opinion or something that they learned or something they experienced that with VMware products there's these are the retweet kings and the blogger reposters have you seen those Corey oh yeah yeah I've seen quite a bit of those um, we did see some of the uh, and and the, the Twitter one is, is I, I get it right. The the blog one is a little different. Um, I did see not quite a bit, but I did see a few uh, blogs where they've gone away from writing original content and where and then they're reposting content either out of advocacy to the blogs or just writing really really short blog articles like. Uh, vCenter X was released and just a link to the release notes or to the announcement or uh, to a KB article where it was just really short where uh, that really isn't counted as a blog post. It's a blog post technically, but it's not counted as original content. Uh, we're looking, really looking for things that you know, uh, you've, you've experienced yourself, your failures, your successes, your wins, your, the little nuggets that you can share, things like that uh, what we're really looking for. Yeah, my comment there would be, I'm sorry, Eric, please. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. So the, the, the simple rule of thumb there would be uh, if you're going to retweet, uh, retweet and comment. Um, mm -hmm. It's not yeah. simple enough just to, to have, you know, to grab a community's feed and, and retweet, you know, what the latest uh, releases are. Um, what are you looking at forward to that? How are you going to implement it in your environment? Um, have you had an experience with that in your home lab? Um, what are some of the you know um, hurdles to adoption for that particular product that was released that that you might need to encounter and how are you going to tackle that and you know put a little bit of thought and time and effort into what that that retweet is rather than just sitting, clicking a button and go. Yeah, absolutely right. I, we we definitely saw the blogger. The blogs that to do that. We're also building uh, in this subject. If you're looking for good blog content, we're going to be uh, releasing in April uh, a new site called uh, blogbeat.vmware.com. So much the way we have the VExpert app, um, the Blogbeat app will actually be a uh, an app that has sections for all our major products where the BUs are going to put in looking for articles. So that you can go into that site, and uh, if you join the Blogbeat program, it's free. You can just join it. Uh, you can be, go into that site and then look at all the topics that we're looking for articles, and you can sign up for an article. So the app has a, I'm going to do an article here, and if you sign up, then the BU will help you promote that. And it'll be a great place if you're looking for some good topics to do that you can be able, you'll be able to go in, look at all the topics, and look at other people and what topics they're doing. Uh, with our goal of, of actually getting people to do a bit more diverse topics around our technology because I, I tell this joke that I just don't need another vSphere 6.7 installation blog because there are already are 20 of those, right? So uh, having topics that are interesting that you could go off and do would be with that, and our goal would be to help you figure out what some interesting topics would be that other people aren't doing this quarter. Right, so that we don't get 300 articles on one, just the common topic, but not interesting ones on some other ones. So that's another thing that I, I think would be interesting. Um, 
But Twitter, Twitter is, is an easy way you know, to be engaged. You just have to spend some time there. Um, I, I do agree with you on adding some comments. We have the Dynamic Signal app that we invite all of the experts to, which is a content flow um, where we publish content from the BUs as well as uh, the experts can submit content into that. And there are like 100 pieces of content a day that go out in, on that tool. But the tool now has made it so you can't just retweet. You actually, they don't let you do that. You have to say retweet and it makes you put in a comment so that you're actually you know, engaged in the content as opposed to just retweeting content. So blogging is king, tweeting is king, but it also means you have to share part of what you're doing. I remember the old BBSs where they had this requirement. Corey, I don't know if you remember this, where um, when you would log into these BBSs using the modems, you would have to uh, upload one piece of content for every 10 that you downloaded, right? And uh, I think that I'd like to actually make that a requirement of all my community platforms that you actually have to go hunt and do something for every 10 things that you go consume, right? Ratio enforcement for vExpert. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to want yeah. Real, real quick, hey, we mentioned Ariel Sanchez the other day, and I just wanted to say uh, uh, it, it's, today is Ariel's birthday, so I just wanted to say yeah, happy podcast. birthday, Ariel, Ariel Sanchez. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, appreciate you and everything you do, and I uh, hope you have a fantastic day today if you're listening. Truly one of the godfathers of the V community. Uh, a great yeah, gentleman. Absolutely. It sets a, uh, a tremendous example for all of us. I'll, I'll just wish him a sad birthday. Everybody else wishes me happy <laughs> birthday, so I'll just, I hope it's a super sad one because life is about the ups and downs. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> least, true. With ups and downs, you don't have the ups. <laughs> yes, if you don't have the ups, uh, if you don't have the downs, then you know you're just happy all the time. Pretty soon you get depressed. Right? So, so sad birthday to you, Ariel. That's awesome. Shout out there. Um, so maybe we can talk a little bit about intern, internal evangelism and kind of the idea that you know you don't just have to be uh, out out in public forms that we do accept applications around internal evangelism. So Corey, maybe you should take me through that concept. What does that mean? And uh, if you're you can't talk publicly, how do we figure out what you did if you did it internally? Yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that's, that's probably the hardest application to verify is the internal champion. Um, an internal champion is, is uh, you know, you kind of described it there a little bit, is uh, someone who can't publicly or even share with us directly what they do, but they can share the evangelism pieces that they do in the organization. Most of the people that are internal evangelists are people who work for government agencies, agencies where they have security clearance and they just can't even talk about uh, the, anything that they do, period. All they can talk about is, hey, I evangelize the, uh, the product within this organization, and then they list those types of evangelist activities, and maybe they'll even give us a, a uh, customer or partner reference in the application that we can go and verify. Um, so those ones take a little longer. Uh, we do things like, you know, we check the employer, you know, we go onto LinkedIn, verify that they do work for the United States Army or the Department of Defense, and then we'll work with the customer team or partner team and mail them. Then we also look at the details of the application, right? If it's obviously just a, hey, I work for the U.S. Army, I'm an internal evangelist, and that's it, you know, there's nothing really to verify there, so there's nothing we can, there's no actions we can take as far as approval. Um, so. That's pretty much the process. Matt, what did you come across? Did you come across anybody who was an internal evangelist? We did come across some of those, and that, that was, again, just coming on board to this process. Um, I would, would again, that's, it's hard to verify, but we do take the time to do those. Um, and that we would um, reach out through channels and, and verify that. And I wouldn't use that as, you know, if someone is afraid as a V expert or that they feel that they want to apply but can't publicly speak to the specific content that, that they're trying to evangelize, to, to come out to the V expert pros and we'll work with you through that process. Um, I wouldn't use that as a, or be afraid to apply. Uh, just because you can't speak to, to individual things that you're working on, whether it's DOD spec or, or whatnot, will we'll help you. There, there's multiple ways to accomplish that goal. 
Yeah. The thing I would say in that is that there's kind of even two categories of internal evangelism. There's internal evangelists that you can talk about, and then there's the ones you can't. And you've talked about the ones you can't, but there's also, I remember, you know, some internal evangelists that are working for Home Depot and others, that they're allowed to talk about it. And it's okay. We actually reward people that are evangelizing our products internally. So you don't have to be using public-facing channels uh, to be uh, considered evangelists. I know a lot of guys internally run you know, websites that keep templates of VMware, you know, technology, uh, you know, from vRealize automation scripts to Power CLI scripts, and maybe all that work that you're doing is actually enablement uh, uh, inside your company, but you're, you're rated the, the, the number one guy that's actually helping people. So vExperts is also a community brand of helping, right, and, and sharing. And so if you're not an evangelist external, you can certainly be a helping sharing person that, that, that is doing it inside your company. And those are obviously easier to build your app for. But I always try to remember, remind people that it's not necessarily all about just the outbound stuff, the blog, the Twitter, you know, uh, that it can be things that you're building internally to enable, you know, people inside of uh, a company to, to consume our products easier because it's all about making life for IT people easier, right? So there is that public-facing internal evangelist, I guess I'd call them. So one of the applications that was memorable for, from the internal perspective that I remember seeing was uh, an individual that had arranged um, an internal customer roundtable with their, their local TAM and their SEs for multiple business units across an organization, and at multiple times throughout the year, and went through and documented that process. So they're a great example of you know not specific content, but uh, topics that that were relevant, and then we were able to verify that through the TAM and through the SE for that particular individual. Right, right. Then we have, obviously we have the pros. I'm sorry, not the pros. The partner, you know, the experts that are working and actually working through channels, right? That they're actually doing a lot of channel support, right? Where they're not evangelizing as much as they're supporting, you know, and answering questions to, to smaller uh, uh, VARs and resellers. And so the, we get the whole partner ecosystem that actually spins up uh, the experts as well. So I'm just going through the categories of uh, people that are the experts, right? We have partners, we have field, we actually have uh, VMware employees as the uh, experts, right? And that's also a place that maybe you're working on the product and you're taking a lot of calls um, or you're answering questions on Slack channels, right? Where you're actually just engaged with the community and adding value and you're adding value in a very niche kind of uh, way. That's okay, right? And uh, we, you, we get to evaluate those guys. So in the land of uh, adding things to the vExpert app, uh, Matt, was there anything that while you were using the tool this time, did you go, oh, gosh, I wish the tool would do this, or oh, this, this particular sequence annoys me? Um, what did you think of, what was your experience using the tool, and do you think uh, there's some opportunities to make it better? I think that, you know, from a, let's look at it from what our customer would be. So our customer would be the applicant. If we could really make a push to have an open application period, if you will, where an um, applicant is able to update the information throughout the year and add the individual blog post or VMUG presentation or user con or, or whatnot, and to build up that repertoire within their application so that we, we use this as the the vExpert syslog, if you will, um, to help document those activities throughout the year rather than trying to cram everything in at the end, I think that would be a, of a benefit for the entire user base. I like that okay. vExpert syslog. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Corey, write that one down, right? vExpert syslog. Yeah, yeah, just did. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I also like the expert MOTD, right? Like I would like an MOTD, you log in and just kind of has like a little MOTD window that, you know, text-based that tells you all the kind of key dates and things you should know about in the community, right? The, you know, that would also be a kind of a fun thing for the app, right? The, 
log in and have an MOTD message. You guys know what MOTD is? Message of the day. Yeah, back absolutely. The, yep. Back in the unit mm-hmm. day. Yep. Sweet. Yep. I'm yeah, take, taking I, notes I actually, on that right now. I like you know, that as well. I don't. I don't say thank you enough to Martin. Um, what's Martin's last name? Martin Smith. Smith. Um, that guy is a uh, is a is a god in my book, right? Like so. Absolutely. Shout outs and thank you to Martin because he he wrote one of the nicest apps I've seen. When we're building the uh, Blogger app now, we're like maybe we should just steal the code base, you know, just use it because it's like <laughs> not steal it. We all we 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 host it on Amazon. It's we're all we're all in the community together. I'm not, I don't mean it that way, but get, we could replicate that because it's such a beautiful app, right? And the work he's done on that. As it turns out, we're not going to do that. We're going to run it on WordPress so because it's a blog and it's the blogger community, so we're going to do it over there in a different way. But, but uh, shout out to Martin for doing all the work that he did. Um, that's, that, was, that was awesome. Uh, Corey, I know that uh, there was some interesting effects that happened during, uh, during the, the, hit the hit the publish button that uh, we got to experience, and it wasn't that bad, but there were definitely um, – some places where the 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 v expert uh, wasn't the blog article, but the v expert list got published a, a week or so ahead of time when we were doing the voting. We had that list that got published early. Uh, we also had when we were actually getting ready to do the announcements, the list got published again where there were some people that were uh, that were not going to be v experts that ended up on the list be just because the list management function needs to be uh, uh, worked on, don't you think? Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely some uh, some room for improvement there. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think the list got approved. And we saw a lot of people on social media like, hey, I went, I looked. So how you become a V-expert is you get the notice saying, I'm a V-expert. So if you got a notice that's saying you're a V-expert, then you were in the program, right? So, but uh, the, the, the people were, you know, it reminds me of like people that scrub the Apple site for kind of things that are going on that, that got published somehow in the site before it's time. And then they, 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 they talk about the products that are released. And I would say the same thing with the VExpert app is that if you got a notice that you're a VExpert, then you got the award. But if you're just scrubbing around looking at sites, um, the app is not perfect. And that list got updated at several different times where people were voting, but it didn't mean they were necessarily in the program. And uh, that, that would be my, my case there. Um, Corey, do you have any other things that you want to communicate to the community with regard to timing of stuff? Because I know you get a lot of mail from people going, hey, I got my award, and why can't I get into the VMware community right now? And Slack yeah, and all, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, you know, maybe you yeah. should use this to evangelize your pain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the reasons why we have the delay of the announcement and then delay to the resources, and the resources I mean um, the, the email or the VMTN uh, community page for VExpert, or uh, you may not have um, licenses yet, is the way it works is as soon as we publish the list, that's exactly when, the, when it became final. We may have been making decisions five minutes prior to that list, so we want to make sure that everybody we approve, we can actually migrate over into the other systems. And to do that, it takes a little bit of time. Like, for instance, um, the vExpert VMTN form and communities, uh, to migrate everyone over to that, what we need to do is we have to go through, create a new permission group, which is not a real big deal, um, in for VMTN. And then we have to uh, create a ticket with IT to take the 2,000 or 1,800 vExperts uh, put them into a list, add them to that list, and then the V experts that we put in for email to add to the VMTN Jive platform, their email map may not match. So then we have to take that smaller list, email those V experts. Hey, what's your VMTN username? Populate that list. So it's a, it's a bit of a process for us. That usually takes us about a week to get to get done. Um, same with the licenses. We've got to go through, figure out how many V experts we have, uh, figure out what licenses we need, uh, talk to some of the V experts. Hey, what licenses, what versions do we need? Um, I necessarily don't know all of them. Um, and so then we put in that request, and then that takes a day or two to re- turn around. Um, so there's usually like a week, week and a half lag um, into fully um, ha- having all of the resources and, uh, and things laid out for the program. 
Yeah, right. Okay, that's a, that's a shout-out. So to repeat, because you have to repeat things seven times in order for your <laughs> brain to remember it. accepting them <laughs> as fact. So we'll repeat. It takes about two to three weeks for everybody that becomes the expert to get in the systems. Because when we vote and we approve it, now we could do a different thing where we vote, we approve everybody, then we wait, and then we go get everybody in the system so that everything is ready to go, then we announce. But that's not particularly how we've been doing it, and maybe we should consider that. But what we do is we vote, we get over the whole list together, and we're so excited that then we want to publish it. So that's what we do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and then once we publish, then we go back and we put you in Slack, we put you, get the licenses ready, we prepare the license. So you're, you're, you get announced, you're in the program, and it reminds me of getting accepted to university. You get the fat packet, then you have to come uh, two weeks or three weeks later, you come in for you know, university training day, and then you got parents weekend, and all that stuff rolls out throughout the year. And you know, so w- when you become a V-expert, congratulations, you'll get in, in, entered into all the systems and uh, be enabled over the next four to six weeks, and you should have a great time. Right? And Corey, if a newly minted V expert would have questions that uh, about the program or whatnot, what email address should that um, newly minted V expert use to contact for for questions rather than reaching out to you or Val directly? Uh, yeah, I'll sorry. Hand, uh, I'll, sorry, sorry, I'll handle this. It's harry.potter at hogwarts.com. Just send Harry mail, and he'll get right back to you on all your interesting questions you might have about the program. I was actually going to give out your personal email address, Eric. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Yeah, so the, the email address to use would be vexpert at vmware.com. Then that goes to myself. It goes to Val and it goes to Eric and uh, I think a few others on the teams as well. Yeah, yeah. not me. I've got a filter. Drops it all in a dev null <laughs> mailbox. Don't answer any questions. People ask us that sometimes, like, we mailed and we haven't heard back yet. And it's like, yeah, I got 300 messages from the experts today, right? And I'm like, I, haven't, I can't process 300 in a day. I don't have that kind of time. Right. But we will get to you, right? We get to everybody, Absolutely. right? We do go we through. Do. And, the, and the escalations are real, and they're important to people. And I feel your pain. And so we get to people. And uh, on the escalation side, it's interesting. We, we don't talk about that. Maybe we talk. We have maybe 10 more minutes because we've got a late start here. Um, and uh, Tony Foster, before it gets too late, Tony, uh, are you are you in? Are you, can you hang for another ten minutes? Because I definitely want to get to the uh, to the de- to the to the barbecue report, and yeah, I don't know how much time we can hang. All right, we will be we'll be done in ten more minutes here. We're running off off the hour here by about fifteen minutes. So great. Um, so yeah, let's talk about denied for a second, right? Because uh, I, I did I did I did I, there's some interesting deny stories, Corey, that, that goes on. Matt, it doesn't sound like you, you you're not the emotional guy. So you're just like if you meet the criteria, you're in. But if you're not, you're not. Um, I, I do. I mean, I, I I don't want it to come across that way. That I I always want it to to be that we do hold people to a certain standard but that if a, an applicant was denied, that we would do anything t- to help them to, to come up to um, where, where we're trying to, to, he- to head the program, to, to what direction yeah. we're trying to bring and, and maintain. I, I don't feel like that, that, or I don't want to come across as, a, that, oh, here's the ax, if you will. You That's right. um, so, uh, but of, along those lines, I, I mean, I, there was some, uh, some applications out there that were just um, – not quite up to par. Um, I could think of a couple examples where um, if you're going to list your, your Twitter feed, uh, make sure that it's public um, and that uh, the tweets can be seen. You know, pretty basic remedial things that if you're going to list your Twitter account as a, as a source for your vExpert advocacy, um, yeah, may, let's make sure that it's public. Yeah, I would say there were three categories of denies that I wanted to touch base on, right? Um, the one category, which I actually feel for people, is the, um, 
I didn't put enough information in my app. I'm actually really probably a V expert, or I am a V expert, um, and and I've just been denied, and I don't understand why. And then we have to go back and forth with them. I feel bad for them, and it turns out they had they did they were a great guy. They had done a ton of stuff, or a great person, and and they just didn't have a way. And their app was pretty good, but there was no way to verify a lot of the stuff that they you know, we're in. So the app was good. That's one category. The app was good, but they were denied because there was, they didn't really think about verification, right? And, uh, and they, got, they got kicked out because most of it was not verifiable. Then we have to work with them. And, you know, there's probably 20 or 30 of these type of people that we have to work with them. We go verify. And sure enough, they are really great people. And we feel bad that they they got the rejection notice, and uh, and and we fixed that, right? And there were there were and there's been a couple of those. There were a couple. Then there's another category. There were a couple tool bugs, right? That I saw, right? Which is the I looked at. You know, we got their escalation, and we go in the tool, and there's no record of anybody even looking at their app, um, and they were denied. And uh, there was no one that actually went in. Somehow, no one got to their app. And it wasn't that they were denied. I think they were just never approved. So somehow they slept, they slipped through the cracks. And I've only seen like four of these uh, through the escalations that have come through where, and I actually apologize to people going like, you know, there's no history here of voting. It doesn't look like anybody looked at your record. Don't know what happened, um, but you clearly, I've, I've reviewed it. You look good. And uh, they obviously sent me a bunch more mail and all the other things they did, and we go approve them, and away they go. So that's another category, um, which is just a, a couple tool bugs, which happen. Don't know what it is. Uh, applications have bugs, as they all do. But then there's the funny one, Corey Romero. There's the funny ones where you get somebody who has the worst app ever, and like literally three things, and none of those three things had anything to do with VMware. And uh, they're asking why they didn't make it, right? And um, and they're kind of annoyed by it because and and it's like people that that really you you're questioning why you didn't make it. And I, I answer back, I looked at your stuff. There's nothing about VMware here, <laughs> and then they go away, right? So, Corey, I know me and you. Yeah, have yeah, we've had we've had a couple of those. Yeah, 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 definitely. We've had, we, I think I had one where, you know, I replied back and, you know, they appealed and I just replied back, hey, then I sent a screenshot even, like, there was literally nothing in your application. There was, you, there was no web address. There were no details of anything, your name, and that was it. And, you know, uh, I think one person said that they were trying to keep it super secret. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Um, so, yeah. We, we, super we secret. Those for sure. yeah. Super secret. Super app. secret. Right. <laughs> Uh, I know there was one that somebody yeah, actually compl complained, well, everybody gets in. <laughs> what yes, do you mean I have yeah, to do yeah, we did have I one. thought I just applied and everybody got in. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely did have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, it's, it's true that we do like to have evangelists and we do like you do work. And if you do work, we're probably going to, you know, let you in if you, you cross a point threshold. But um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, I would say that, Matt, um, I, you bring a level of professionalism to the, to the voting and in the scalability of the voting. It has been great with the VExpert pros because um, now we have uh, enough people that we can actually segregate out apps and we can actually have secondary and tertiary review cycles, like you point out, that actually just bring the quality of the program up. And I even told Corey that it's not, I expect to see less V experts this year. That's okay because the quality of our programs are going to improve. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Two other categories that I'd add to that list uh, would be, you know, multi-year V experts that have grown a little apathetic to, to the program. Um, I saw several applications that listed, uh, I was a V expert the previous year, but no other content or relevant blogs or very little, you know, retweets or whatnot. It was just, I think, a little bit of, the, well, I made it last year, and it sort of to uh, fall off a little bit. Um, I, I think that you know we, we do evaluate these year by year and case by case, and take time to, to especially this year, verify all the details, so that um, as we always appreciate, and I, uh, 
multi-year V experts uh, that it is in, uh, voted on and looked at on a you know yearly basis. That that the just because the previous year's contributions, yes, that does you know build credibility, but it, you still need to contribute. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then to close off the, the podcast on this, um, I want uh, to turn the knob a little bit and just invert the whole thing, which is the reality is the, this program is not what you can do for us and your application. Even though we do have to do this application process to get you in the program, uh, this program, what I like to focus on is what we can do for you. Right. Um, this program is about what VMware can do for all the V experts to enable them to make them better, to make their life better, to be happier, uh, to, to be well adjusted, to have a good work life balance, to spend less time working on your tech and sharing it and, and engaging. So I always want to just remember that you really, we go through this voting process, we go through this awards process, but really when we're working with everybody throughout the year, it's how can we make your blog go farther? How can we increase the reach of your blog? I tell Tommy Berry, hey, go watch the experts and just retweet them on the half million follower VMware channel, right? You know, give them you know, more access to the whole VMware ecosystem. So uh, I, I always want to bring it back to like this program is about a rewards program, how we can do more for you, what we can give you. We give you the license. We give you, you know, you know some T-shirts and swag from vendors, and we enable that. And I always just want to remind people that, you know, even though we go through this process, this program is about what we VMware can do for you because we're so thankful that everybody loves our products enough to spend their time building their career around uh, what we have to offer and then, uh, and then sharing with, with everybody else to make everybody else's career do better as well. So, Corey, in 2019, you know, do you have some goals around you know, making it a better program? Yeah, absolutely, and I think with the introduction and uh, with the VExpert Pros, um, you know, I think it'll be a better program for for the VExperts and you know, uh, all, all together. Um, and this year, we're definitely focusing on the quality of the program. You know, what can we do to make the program better? What can we, you know, how do we involve more BUs into the VExpert program itself, right? Other than just the subprograms, how do we? How do we uh, get the V experts access to more beta programs? I know last year we didn't do a, a great job on beta programs, which uh, the years prior we did. Um, so that's one of the things that uh, that I want to focus on is is more interaction at a VMware uh, into the V experts. So absolutely, um, yep, that's 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 my focus this year. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that. That that that's awesome. Um, Matt, are you? What do you expect us to help you do uh, to help you be a better the expert pro? What's your final say? What's your expectations now that you've been a pro for maybe three or four or five months? Because this is a fairly new program. What else can we do for you to help you be a better a better evangelist and a, a leader of evangelists? I think just continue what you're doing. Uh, be open and receptive, which you have very much been to, to the feedback that, that has come through the community and that we pass along um, as part of being the expert pros and being you know, the sounding board for the community to pass that up the chain. Um, and you know, maybe mid-year, um, June or whatnot, uh, let's, let's get all the, the V expert pros together and um, come up with some initiatives that we want to make for you know the latter half of 2019. That's actually a really good idea. That's a really good idea. It is. That, gonna, that sounds gonna, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like that. All right. With that, we have been an hour now, so um, we're. To, I would say we're at the top of the hour, but we're pretty close. But we'll we'll transition to the the V Barbecue Report at the end of the show, as always, because it's near lunchtime. So uh, Tony Foster, I saw you on social. I saw you finally did uh, grill uh, the um, Brussels sprouts. green Brussels sprouts excellently. They look brown and crispy. At least the couple that you put on directly on the grill. How did it turn out? So, so personal opinion. This is my wife and I's personal opinion. Um, the Brussels sprouts themselves, uh, when done on the grill, not split or anything, 
the insides of the Brussels sprouts were actually soggy. The outsides were nice and crispy and had that nice brown look to them, but they were soggy. The ones that I did in the boat, uh, they do sit there and caramelize, um, and we get a nice browning on all of them when I do it in the boat. Uh, I see, I see. Well, I happen to like the crispy, squishy squishy models, so that's that's why I, I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I like the, the blackened on the outside and the squishy on the inside, so there you go. That looked really hey, good, hey, i got to say. Next ne- next week, can we continue the conversation of, like, uh, red meat on the grill? Because I think this is, like, week four of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was really saying, I think we've, we've beat the Brussels sprouts to death like a dead horse. <laughs> we, yeah, every we time have. you say Brussels sprouts, I want to get sick. I can't stand them. <laughs> You're well, I like them the way I prepare them. <laughs> A quick our, guest spot our, from our, one of the V Brisket members, I think, would be appropriate. Yes, yes, I would agree. Uh, For sure, it's true. We will do that. Great podcast. Uh, okay, uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you, Corey. Uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate thank you. being yep. on. Thanks. Thanks for all your thanks, work. Thanks it's for great. On. Um, we're 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 at the end. We're going to have some uh, uh, AWS services next week. We got a couple of guests lined up, so we'll have them next week. Until then, everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday and a fantastic week. And we'll be back here again next week. Until then, take it easy.